0: It's day 2 of Sharathon and it's Founders Day on American Family Radio. We're honoring brother Don Wildman and his wife Linda for their faithful obedience to the Lord and their example to us. God doesn't require us to be successful. God requires us to be faithful. Call now at 877-616-2396 to give or at pledge online at AFR.net. It's Founders Day on American Family Radio.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Sheraton, right here on American Family Radio. Day two, day two of three, here on AFR Sheraton. And so, for the next two hours, I guess hour and fifty-four minutes, uh, we will be here with you. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. It's an hour and fifty-four minutes
2: of bliss listening to our voices.
1: Yeah. Yeah, or something like that, I guess you could say. <laughs> something, something I don't know like if I would that. use yeah. that word, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Fred Jackson, good morning, Fred Jackson. Good morning,
3: and we're wearing blue today in honor of your dad. That's right. right. Yeah. So if our listeners want to grab, grab something blue, put it on. That's right.
1: Yeah. Now, why was that? Wearing blue? Yeah. It's Founder's Day. Yeah, today. it's Founder's Day, I know, but was that dad's favorite color?
2: I, 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 don't, I don't know blue. the origin of the color.
1: Right. Not you know for in terms of Chris uh, Woodward, Day. our newsman. Why don't you do a news story on that one, Chris? I will. I'm
4: wearing blue because <laughs> I got the email from HR saying we're wearing we're blue. wearing blue today. <laughs> <is> <laughs> yes, blue ma'am. <laughs> uh, all
1: right, uh, Tim, Ed, Fred, and Chris, and we thank you for listening. Brent is in control of our board here, and uh, we're going to be here uh, telling you all about the good things that are happening here at American Family Radio. All because well, God's blessings. Uh, number one, but number two is because our wonderful, fabulous listening family is responding to our uh, financial needs, which we bring to your attention. In three days in the spring, three days in the fall, and this is our spring Sheraton, obviously. And Ed, folks are calling. They're uh, sending mail, and and it's it's always encouraging, isn't it?
2: Uh, it it absolutely is and uh, we're we're, we're going to play a, a listener testimony here in just a minute but the theme of our spring Share-a-thon is looking to jesus it's from uh the scripture all of our all of our themes when we have Share-a-thons come from a scripture and our team here uh prays about and uh looks to the lord for some inspiration for the theme of our Sharethon and looking to Jesus comes from Hebrews chapter twelve, verse two, and it says this: "Looking unto Jesus, the Author and Finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God." That is our theme for our spring Sharethon here in the year twenty twenty two. If you'd like to give to American Family Radio, we ask you to do that please consider and pray about being as generous as you can. The number to call is 877-616-2396. That is 877-616-2396. Or you can go to AFR.net to give safely and securely. Maybe you don't have time to talk on the phone, or as Tim says, maybe, sometime, maybe you don't want to talk to anyone on the phone. You can just fill it out there on afr. Anti-social, yeah. Anti-social, uh, and then some people just maybe they think it's quicker to be just online, fill it out. I don't have to interact with anybody. Right. There are those folks. Yeah. You know, so. All right.
1: However you want to give, we don't really care. That's uh, <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> that's your choice. As long as you make a donation to American Family Radio during our Share-a-thon so we can count it tomorrow evening when we uh, conclude. See. We want to see if we break a record. I don't know. Is our record three point three million for one charitha? Something I think like so, three point two, something like that. Yeah, I think that, that that sounds right. And we're moving right along. We're at one. We're one point seven six nine right now. So uh, we're doing we're doing great. But we want to break the record, and that's tomorrow evening. We'll find out. Go ahead, Brent.
3: So you was asking the question where did the blue come from for yes. Founder's Day. Yes. So the blue comes from our logo. The FA logo yes. is blue background. Yes. So that's where that. Gotcha. Blue for Founders Day comes from. Wow,
2: now how'd you know that? How'd you find that out? Uh, Did you, was that on Google? Did you Google that? Brexit. <laughs> so you Brexit. To...
3: I've got my sources, Ed. You got yeah. your
2: sources, yeah. all right. You, you asked
4: somebody and that they told you. Excellent. I'm going to clip work. that and air it later today in a newscast.
1: All right, so uh, here's the tel- telephone number to call and, and make a gift and please be as generous as you can. 877-616-2396. 877 Six one six two three nine six. You're listening to American Family Radio. That's oh, okay.
2: Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, listener listener testimony, testimony, and then then... I, then when we come back, I'm going to let our listeners know, folks who are considering giving. Okay. We do have uh, a spring shareathon premium. Yes, and we I'd do. To share that with our folks. But let's uh, listen to a. Let's be encouraged by a listener testimony or two.
3: Hi, uh, this is Tommy from Ohio, and. uh I've been listening to your radio station since the end of the World Series. And uh, I had to turn the cable off because I couldn't stand the lies and the that was going on on every channel on that cable box. So I fired the cable company and uh, turned on the radio. And after a couple of days of looking for a channel to listen to, I finally found AFR, and I don't turn
4: it off. It's always on in my house, and I love it. Thank you, AFR, and
2: uh, keep up the good work. Wow. See, that's why I love these listener testimonies. I know. I know. They're so so encouraging, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I'm, I'm glad the World Series ended because <laughs> that brother
1: went looking for some— Something to feed his soul with. Hope he was a Braves fan. <laughs> they ended up winning the World Series did, yeah. last year. Yeah. All right, Ed, tell us about this premium that people get if they give a certain amount.
2: Yes, well, for a one-time gift of $150 or more. Kind of like buying your pew at church. <laughs> yes, in, in a way. It's in, in a way. In a way. For a one-time gift of $150 or more, you will receive the It's My Turn, mm-hmm. the collected radio spots of Don Wildman. It's a 4 CD set. Most of you remember years ago, it was aired kind of around the clock kind of thing for, on American Family Radio. Now just airs, I think, just in in one spot. I think... Uh, during
1: during uh, Brother Jackson.
2: Yeah, E.W. Jackson. E. Jackson. Bishop, so anyway, Bishop. we collected... They're, they're, they have always been very popular, those small, and they, they kind of have eternal messages because they're scripturally related. Uh, it's my turn. Brother Don Wildman, we have collected a bunch of those Into a four CD set. Now, if you give a monthly gift of $30 or more, and we do encourage people if they can to give on a monthly basis, it's very easy to do. As most people know now, you just simply will give your credit card information or debit card information. You don't have to worry about it every month that will come out. If you give a monthly gift of $30 or more, you will receive not only the four CD set of It's My Turn, you will also receive the book it's my turn all those radio spots Mm -hmm. have been transcribed they're in written form and you can read those if uh you know you're going to bed at night and you want to read something uh christ-centered so you get both of those you get the cds and the book From It's My Turn.
1: What's the phone number to call and make a gift?
2: Uh, Thank you for that, Tim. It is 877-616-2396. That is 877-616-2396. Or you can give at AFR.net.
1: Chris, your turn.
4: Yes, (laughs) it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We began the show yesterday by mentioning how a federal judge in Florida had said the CDC did not have the authority to mandate masks on planes and other forms of mass transit. In the last 24 hours or so, the Justice Department has said it will appeal the mask mandate ruling if the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention wants it to. And it's a very interesting statement. Some are saying they punted to the CDC and others are wondering, wait a minute, President Biden has already said you can wear a mask if you want to. So it's a question of who in the world is running this government?
1: Well, as I said this morning on Sandy's show, if I were Biden and his administration, they desperately need a win. They're on a losing streak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They've struck out like 10 times in a row. Uh, Take the win and run. Okay. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh,
1: This is a huge victory for People are getting angry and upset now. Not everybody, but the majority, and I would argue the vast majority, with all the uh, – the, the, especially the people who fly, just, you know, the mask mandate. All right, two years now we've been doing this, mm-hmm. and the pandemic is basically over, basically over. And even this latest variant, b Twenty-seven, ninety-seven, forty-four point nine <laughs> variant you know that variant don't you chris a little bit it's a head cold okay <laughs> that uh, okay this not going to the lungs uh like some of the other earlier mm-hmm. uh covid which was far ban- more lethal mm-hmm. than uh, going and, to and dangerous right. so we're two years into this no need for a mask mandate on airplanes anymore and everybody knows this uh for many reasons So this judge, but this judge didn't rule on Tim's feelings here on, oh, there's no need for it. She basically said the CDC doesn't have the authority to do this. They need, you need um, legislative authority Mm -hmm. uh, to do this from the Congress. If you're going to keep this up indefinitely, CDC can't make indefinite rules on public transit. So, uh, I applaud the uh, the decision of the judge, and I think the majority, uh, if not the vast majority, of air travelers are pleased. I know flight attendants are. You mm-hmm. could uh, you could hear them like, uh, "I just want to do pretzels and Pepsi." <laughs> <Right>. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want to. I, I don't want to get yelled at. I don't want to be yelled at for for t- uh, you know twenty dollars an hour or whatever. Yeah. Uh. So this is great news. Uh, as I said earlier this morning, for people who aren't happy with this. Uh, you got some several options. One is you shouldn't be getting on an airplane at all. If you feel somebody not wearing a mask, puts your life at risk
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you're telling me you would go ahead and get on an airplane. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, secondly, I do have a second point, Chris I'm trying to come up with one <laughs> you right have- here. The second, huh? the second point is <clears throat> if, you, if you, you, you can do like a lot of people have been doing, if you don't like the the mask mandate being relieved, uh, well, you can wear your mask. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. you're still allowed.
4: Yeah, no one said if you, you can. want,
1: and you can wear two. Yep, <laughs> and goggles.
3: You can put a you can put a hazmat suit on. You
1: can, th- Fred. <laughs> there you go. You can put a haz haz if hazmat. you're really scared. Put a hazmat suit on. Yeah. Better yet, get in your car and drive. There you go. Put your face mask on and drive. Yep. Right, but make sure you're by yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that none of your other family members may infect you mm-hmm. in a car. Because they don't want to wear their face mask. Yes. So this, listen, this is time that this ended. The airlines I know are relieved. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I were Biden, as I say, I would take the win and move on. Yes. Uh, if Biden fights this through the justice department,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it's just, I, I wouldn't do. Now the justice department, this is interesting is saying, Hey, we're going to ask the CDC that they want to fight this thing mm-hmm. in court. If they do, we will. Mm. That's kind of a weird uh response the justice department it's their job basically to figure out whether or not something is constitutional well
2: yeah and, and that's that has been that has been the rub this whole time the intersection between what is constitutional and what the science says i will use air quotes okay because we we all know we've been down that road many times how you interpret the science but that, that becomes the question. Does the CDC have the constitutional right to do it? This, this federal judge seems to be saying no. And if the CDC says uh, that you should all be wearing masks, Congress is the one that will interpret what the CDC says because their job is to balance what's legal, what's, uh, what's possible, in an open society, Mm, and what the science says. That's Congress's job to balance all that.
1: Also, the judge said this is capricious, I think she said. Mm -hmm. Arbitrary. Arbitrary. Yes. Because while we're required, we domestic flyers, have been required to wear masks, people coming over the border aren't required to wear uh, masks. People getting off uh, boats aren't required, on boats aren't required to wear masks. So- People going to
3: restaurants surrounded by 30, 40, 50 people, they're not wearing masks. The Many white, of
1: them the, Democrats. The, the White House Press Corps. Yeah. Yes. And, and a packed room yes. are required to wear I it. think
3: Peter Ducey asked that the other day. Stadiums
1: filled with spectators. No, I know. It's just, listen, uh, I'm glad this judge ruled the way she did. Mm-hmm. And the burden now is if they want to keep this up is on the CDC and the Justice Department they want to fight it in court, go for it. But I don't think they're going to win.
3: But I'm with you, Tim. I think politically uh, Biden should just step back. Yes. I think think he made a smart statement, one of the rare ones. Oh, we have the
4: audio if you guys want to play it. Yes.
3: I I think this was a very smart political statement in reacting to that federal judge's decision in Florida. Go ahead.
4: It's clip one. Mr.
1: President, should people continue to wear masks on planes? That's up to them. Would you
0: like to appeal the ruling uh, or the ruling that the judge made striking down the mandate? I haven't spoken
3: to the CDC
4: yet. Yeah. Well,
3: Well, the initial comment was if
2: they want to. Yeah. Yeah, That that
4: ends it right there. Yes. I think. Move on. I'm not a lawyer or a biologist, but.
2: Uh, Well, in answer to your earlier question, Chris, as to who is running the government in terms of the White House and the Biden administration. I think we all found out over the weekend it was the Easter Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Because the Easter Bunny was telling the president. (laughs) Who's behind the Easter Bunny outside? Have you seen? Then you know. That's right.
4: (laughs) Some of the meme, you know, everybody has fun with these kinds of things. And through Photoshop and whatnot, there was a meme I saw uh on twitter i think it was where uh hillary was the person inside <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was the person inside the easter bunny up there. and
2: behind the behind the easter bunny, bunny.
4: maybe the tooth fairy right. i don't
2: know we'll see
1: uh, all right you're listening to uh american family radio today's issue next story chris uh
4: let's mention this uh real quick and i think maybe it'll help tee us up for uh later in the program uh but you know, the back and forth continues between Disney and Florida, specifically Governor Ron DeSantis, because in recent weeks, Governor DeSantis signed the Parental Rights and Education Law. He signed a bill called the Parental Rights and Education Bill into law. Disney doesn't like that. They seem to think it's going to hurt LGBTQIA people um, and all that stuff. And so DeSantis says, you know what, I'm done with this. And he is appearing to be following up on a threat that he will do away with special exceptions that the state of Florida grants to Disney. Disney basically governs itself, and it's afforded all kinds of uh, tax uh, situations and whatnot by the state of Florida. And DeSanta says, zip code too, Oh, yeah, that kind of thing. It's basically its own country inside the state of Florida, if you want to kind of put it in perspective that way. So DeSanta says, You know what? If you guys keep doing this and you keep denouncing this bill, which is completely fair, and by the way, it only impacts kids K through three. Not everybody, as the mainstream media wants you to believe. DeSantis says, I've had enough with this. We're going to go ahead and start doing away with your self-governance uh, provisions. And
3: actually, that that may be done in the Florida legislature by day's end. The president, oh, really? The president of the Senate was just interviewed in the last half hour on Fox, and he says they're going to vote on it in the Senate today. If the Senate votes in favor of this, it's going to go to DeSantis's desk as early as today. So this could be done.
2: Wow. That is huge because what what has happened is that Disney responded to a very small percentage of its staff and uh-huh. its woke HR department or whatever, and they thought nothing was going to come of it. Mm-hmm. And what could happen is there could be a major financial penalty to Disney because sure. now they have to fall under the auspices of, the Florida Legislature. Yeah, yeah what awesome.
1: what Governor DeSantis and the state legislature have said in response to Disney, Disney browbeat them. Yes, mm-hmm. over this uh, parental rights law, all in the world it says is that K through uh, three in Florida can't be taught about sex. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm bolting it down. We don't, we're not going to talk about sex or sexual orientation or gender identity or any of those things with K through three in the state of Florida. Period. Yeah, and now. What's wrong with that? Nothing, but uh, as Chris said, the LGBTQ some of their employees at Disney got uh, all worked up, and the the, the the pathetic Disney CEO, yeah, who huh needs to grow a spine, right? Yeah, he started groveling and basically crying, saying mm. he was sorry, yeah. and he would be there for them in the future. Well, and and, and this had. Uh, it was, it was pitiful what he did. Yeah. And, 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 and so, and, and he started blasting, uh, the in Florida. Right. And now governor DeSantis in Florida has said, listen two can play this game. Okay. Uh, how you like this, mm-hmm. you, you, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to blast us for in an unfair way about protecting children in Florida, which is none of your business. Right. Now, Mr. Disney CEO. Then uh, we'll just we'll uh, we'll take away your special privileges that we you've been granted in, in Orlando in Florida to uh, basically run your own operation. Now you're going to have to go through us to get zoning privileges, to get the right to dig a ditch over here, right? Or, mm. or those kinds of things that uh, that no, that every other company has to go. Yeah, basically, I,
2: basically Governor DeSantis was saying you want to it, that the law we pass is between us. And the voters. Yes. You want to insinuate yourself into that process? Well, boom. We're we're going to show you the power of the
4: legislature and the power of the people. You know, you guys mentioned that uh, the CEO of Disney is out there crying about this and that. Another person crying about it is White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. She literally is. Yes. Uh, What you're going to hear now is a montage of Jen Psaki as well as Florida's Attorney General telling her and other people, you people need to grow up here. Clip six.
0: It's like kids who are bullied and this like all these leaders are, are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. This is uh,
3: Saki. Histrionics adding to this fraud on the American public that this has anything other to other to do than parental rights and classroom instruction with kids as young as kindergarten. You know, anyone that wants to talk about this bill with a leader should have to say, how young do you believe we should talk about sexual interests with children? All of this behavior, this name-calling, this misinformation about this bill is all a part of this radical fraud on the American public.
4: Was that Jen Psaki crying? Yes. In the beginning, the beginning yes. 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 In a podcast, not in a White House press briefing. Although, give her time.
1: You know, uh, when you cry like that, you emit more particles. <laughs> Her carbon footprint went up. Her, no, yes? not her carbon footprint, her COVID.
4: Oh, yes. oh very true.
1: <laughs> she cries. you uh, Whoever's around you, if you're not double-masked, the COVID spreads at an exponentially faster right. rate. That would say. I would just say uh, the press secretary. First of all, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> and there's no crying if you're the press secretary. I right. don't care if it's on a podcast or whatever. Huh. Right. You, you got to be more professional than that. And thirdly, she was making stuff up about yes. why she was crying. It had yes. nothing to do with the bill, right, mm-hmm. Fred. Yeah. That's and that's the problem, man.
3: And that's why the attorney general for you, who you just heard, and uh said it and, was histrionics. Is
2: and,
1: that what she said? Histrionics, yeah. History. Yes. And means- Governor
3: DeSantis this has been uh this has been the mainstream media. They've been lying about this from the beginning. Yep. Uh it they've called it the don't say gay. When they when this story first broke the mainstream media dubbed it as "Don't Say Gay." Yeah, total lie, and they kept repeating that, and repeating that, and repeating that I know. over and over again. I, I, know. I, I tell you what—if you didn't trust the mainstream media, this is another example of the mainstream media touting the
1: Democrat you, narrative. Do you know that even Democrat voters in the state of Florida were surveyed, and they support this bill? Right, of course. Which is a law now. Because yeah. they're moms yeah. and dads, and they want to right. protect their kids, too. Right. They, you you ask, you ask somebody, to uh, so the K-3, through three, ask anybody, do a man on the street yeah. hmm, or gender on the street. Uh, <laughs> gender. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, I, let me just say this in terms of Jen Psaki's crying jag there. Early on in my marriage, my wife and I had a disagreement, and I told her. I said, crying is not an argument. <laughs> and I I didn't see my wife for three days right. after that. And then on the right. third day, I argument. could open one of my eyes a little bit, <laughs> and then I saw her. But No, I never said that yeah. to my wife. Did but, you see her as yeah. man walking his trees? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's right. But crying is not an argument. Yeah. That, it, that was an attempt to elicit sympathy. Right. And to go around the mind to try to get sympathy for her position Rather than come right out and say we think kindergartners should be taught about sex. Yes, yeah. yes. Because that's not a winning argument.
1: All right, we're going to take a break right here. We're going to talk to a guest, Jerry Bauer, uh, about this very topic. He's done some research and wrote an excellent article on this. We'll be back momentarily with more. I said more of Sherathon on Afr. Hey, this
5: is Bob. Well, up here at my farm in Buffalo, Texas, we don't have a television, we don't get a lot of radio, but I do like AFR. That's uh, wonderful for
2: us to hear something other than country western music. So uh, I do appreciate it, and it does help the whole family.
0: In honor of Brother Don and Linda Wildman, it's Founders Day on AFR.
3: I think one of the things that has always impressed me about Brother Don is he's the type of leader that demonstrates uh, what a person should be when it comes to having a servant's heart. And, uh, you know, I remember the early days when I came in here about 22 years ago. Uh, I remember him being first in and last out at night. Uh, that's, that's the kind of work ethic that Brother Don has. Uh, He'd be first in and he'd adjust that thermostat, uh, you know, uh, overnight because when he left the night before, he kind of turned it down uh, so that he wouldn't be wasting electricity. Uh, That's the kind of servant's heart he had. Uh, It was all about the ministry, his ongoing concern about we had people who are donating to this ministry and he was gonna be a good steward of their funds. But also the second aspect of that if he expects you to work hard is because he worked hard. And so he was always there to inspire you to give your very best every day because what you were doing you were doing for the Lord.
0: Brother Don has been standing in the gap for families and Linda has been standing behind him since the inception of this ministry more than 40 years ago. We praise the Lord for our founders obedient service. During Sheraton on AFR
5: This is Susan from Illinois, and I just want to express my thankfulness to God for American Family Radio. There's many teachers on there that I love to listen to, but what I love probably the most is that... You guys make us aware of things that are going on, like with the Target and the Walmart. And I don't know of any other radio station, Christian or non Christian, that really gets into the heart of it. And so I'm so, so thankful that you guys are there. And I pray that God will continue to bless the ministry um, because you are really making a difference in this world for the kingdom. God bless you all.
0: It's Spring Shareathon. And we're looking to Jesus. Call 877-616-2396 and make your pledge. Or give online at AFR.net. It's Shareathon on American Family Radio.
1: All right, welcome back to Shareathon. I was waiting for another for them to sing again there. The, the I can sing if you want. But that's okay. Ed. What's the uh, <laughs> oh, what's the name of the group there? We're listening to
3: Bunray, Bun- Bunray, Bunray.
1: And they, they uh man, that's a great song. Did they is that is that original? I mean, is that their song? Do you know anything about that, Brent? I'm looking now. Did Ed write it? Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't write it. No, you didn't write it. <clears throat> All right. Uh it it is here on American Family Radio. Tim, Ed, Fred, Chris, and Brent's run of the controls. So Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like a job here on this show, you must just have one name, you know? <laughs> one one syllable. One syllable. Yes. We don't, we, huh? Two right. syllable names are not, Steve is coming up. Steve, yes, that's so correct. it just makes it easier for everybody here.
2: We only allow our guests to have, to have two multiple syllables, syllables. Multiple syllables. We'll have a Jerry here in a yeah, second. Yeah,
1: but you got more than two. <laughs> uh, we, we It's we, too confusing. We cancel you. Yes. It's <laughs> cancel culture. All right, so. Uh, let me just reset what we're doing here. If you don't know, it's Sherathon on AFR. We do this three days in the spring, three days in the fall, and basically, I think you probably caught on to this. We're raising money, right? Huh? It's uh, we we have to raise our financial needs because we have bills to pay to keep our radio station stations on the air across America. We have satellite time we have to pay for. We have radio towers and electrical bills and uh uh things that don't sound very spiritual. Yes. (laughs) And and the staff likes to eat. Yeah, and we have staff and they have families and they (laughs) like to eat, as you say, Fred. And uh, so uh, we just, you know, it takes a lot of money to operate uh, a, a, a ministry like this, but you put all that together. The purpose of this is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ across the airwaves and also to tell people in the U.S. in particular, what's happening in our country so we can make a difference? We're 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 the last great hope, ladies and gentlemen, for freedom and liberty, and and uh, religious uh, religious liberty. And uh, I mean, really. And if we lose America to socialism and Marxism and atheism, then. I don't know. As I've said before, there's nowhere else to sail to to start over. Okay, right. so for the sake of our children, whether we win or not, I don't know, but we can't go down without a fight, and that's what uh, that's what we're here to tell folks that it it, it is linked. Ed, just real quick, uh, people might say, "Well, you're linking uh, patriotism with Christianity," and and that's not what Christianity says we should do. Uh, how would you respond? how would you respond to you know the so-called christian nationalism that's <gasps> yeah,
2: yeah uh, obviously if our uh, if our sole goal was to promote americanism that would be i wouldn't be in favor of
1: that what we are that's for other people maybe right yeah, yeah other yeah. people can yeah. do that yeah. Uh,
2: but in terms of what we are doing we believe there is a link and our founding fathers believed Amen. that there was a link between the The moral principles and the moral strengths coming from religion within the people, that is what would preserve the republic and would preserve political freedom. In fact, George Washington said in his farewell address that political prosperity is based on morality and religion. The Founding Fathers believe, I believe this is a biblical concept because by and large our Founding Fathers were Christians, that you can only have political freedom if the people can restrain themselves. The pe- if the people can restrain themselves because they obey God, you can have political liberty. If the people are not restrained by Christianity and the morality that flows from it, then guess what you have what's happening in our inner cities you're going to have to have more and more police and more and more government regulation because the people will not restrain themselves and so what we are fighting are for one thing the forces that want to destroy christian influence in this country because they want the state to grow stronger and stronger and stronger that's why we mention things like marxism and uh and fascism those kind of words statism is because those who hate god want the state in control of your lives and you have seen that manifested that battle manifested over the last couple of years as state governments governors tried to shut down churches basically telling them the state will tell you what to do folks this is an all-out war against god and the image of God and the and the reality that God has created, that's why we frequently come up against battles about homosexuality, other manifestations of the sexual revolution, gender identity that's trying to twist the way God has made us. This is an all-out war against God and the foundations of our republic.
3: And I, I agree and I say amen to everything Ed has said. You know, there's a phrase I think most of our listeners would be familiar with, in God we trust. Amen, And that that is at the crux of this battle. It's our national motto. It's our national motto. And there's a reason it's our national motto. And what you have right now, trying to take over and extinguish in God, we trust what they want you to believe is we should trust in man's wisdom. Right. And what does the Bible say about man's wisdom? It is foolishness in God's sight. And when you allow man's wisdom to take over public policy, There is going to be judgment against the country. That's what we're fighting against. Yes, We're fighting against man's wisdom because we know from history, every country that has tried this, every government that has tried to say, no, we think we're smarter than God, fails. And that's what we're trying to do. Stop the failure that we've seen down through history in countries that stop trusting in God.
1: Well, we're talking about the Disney uh, Corporation and they're uh speaking out and fighting against the florida law which says the k through three in florida can't uh we don't, we don't want to talk about sex or gender or any of that stuff i'm paraphrasing but that's what the law says and disney is slam governor desantis and the state legislature about this and i read an article in world magazine their online edition i should say world magazine uh uh, Jerry Bauer uh, had a column and I, uh, liked it a lot. And I asked him to come on this program and talk about it. He is chief economist for Vidant financial. He's editor of town hall finance and, uh, he is editor of the business channel of the Christian post. And, uh, he joins us now, Jerry, uh, g- good morning to
5: you. Good morning to you. Thanks for uh, having me on the show.
1: Uh, t- tell us about your, your work first, your professional work. Now I want to talk to you about your column here.
5: Well, I'm an economist um, and a lot of that, and and not an academic economist, meaning I I deal with actual money, you know, helping to manage it and do economic forecasting in the private sector. Um, But, you know, a couple of years ago, I started taking up the issue of, you know, sort of taking some responsibility for the companies um, that are in the portfolios that I helped design to say, well, if there's a problem, if there's a cultural issue or a drift going on or an excess, you know, politicization or ideological capture, what do we do about that? Um, and so increasingly, my work has been dealing with these companies. Um, so, but, but I'm not an activist. I'm an investor who is saying, well, wait a minute. Um, something's happening that I'm seeing in the, in the portfolio companies that needs to be dealt with. So increasingly what I'm doing is getting involved with the process of voting proxies. If you own shares, people don't know this. Well, no, sorry. The left knows this. The right doesn't. Christians don't. If you're an investor in a company, you have a vote. Um, And not only do you have a vote, you have a voice. You can go to the annual meeting or you can log on to the annual meeting and you can ask a question. You can vote for members of the board of directors. You can vote against members of the board of directors. And what's happened is for something like 20 years, um, a hyper-organized group that represents a very, very small minority of shareholders. Largely, people kind of on the environmental movement extreme edge and people on the uh, sort of you know, sexual and gender identity politics um, extreme edge have organized and shown up for meeting after meeting after meeting, and we weren't there. Uh, we were MIA. And I think maybe conservatives thought. I mean, I I know you guys have a different history. You spotted some of these trends early, but I think in general conservatives thought we don't have to worry about corporations. Corporations are fine. They're allies, Um, and in fact, they were being pulled around and manipulated to the point now where they're, you know, a lot of the really large ones and the influential ones are ideologically completely captured. And and I think Disney was maybe the wake up call for people who said, wait, I don't understand. What suddenly happened? Answer, nothing suddenly happened. Something's been happening for decades, and now you're just seeing the full fruit of it. Um, so my work is increasingly that. Uh, well, for instance, attending the Disney shareholder meeting, you know, voting on proxies and engaging with these companies. Um, Christians have gone from thinking corporations are perfectly okay and there's nothing we need to do and everything's great and just keep buying the products and do nothing, to all of a sudden, oh, the corporations are completely lost um, and there's nothing we can do about it, and have never done the part where they actually tried to bear the responsibility of being salt and light to these incredibly influential institutions, which in many ways are more influential than nation-states. I mean, really, uh, you know, a Twitter, a Disney, a Microsoft, an Apple, in some ways, they're more influential and more powerful than countries. So when something's going wrong in the country, you register to vote and then you vote. When something goes wrong with these corporations, we just gripe. <laughs> we don't vote. We don't even know we can. So what I've been doing is writing more and more and helping Christians to get in, engaged and actually use the responsibility, use the authority we already have.
1: Uh, the Disney CEO Bob Chapek uh, is that his yeah. pronunciation? Chapek, yeah, Shapik. Bob Chapek. <clears throat> I was reading. His original statement, uh, now I don't know if this was in direct response to the Florida law, uh, K through three protecting parental rights law, or if this was just a, uh, generic answer to corporate activism, but, but his original, and I wish I had it in front of me here, basically he said that, uh, unless it relates to our business directly, we should stay out of, uh, uh, of uh, politics getting involved re- yeah. choosing republican democrat uh st- especially state laws he said unless it directly reflects because it's divisive and and drags us in that is disney into unnecessary battles I- i'm paraphrasing but that's the essence of what he no, said no he
5: said that you're right he yeah. was saying that in response to pressure at the annual meeting okay he was under fire a lot of you know i saw all the outrage you know, headlines from conservatives after the Disney annual meeting, which is Disney came out and slammed the Florida parental rights and education bill. Um, And that is outrageous. They shouldn't have slammed it. But, you know, I really wish people had been involved before, because originally their position was not to speak about the law. They're going to stay silent on it. Um, They just didn't think that's their job. And then what happens is at the annual meeting, they just get barraged and pressured by activists. From the LGBTQ side, Um, and then in essence, Chapik was like like playing defense. Like, well, I just you know we we talked to the governor privately. You know, the governor's going to sign this. We're just going to try to make sure it's not weaponized. But why didn't Jerry?
1: Why didn't he just say I already spoke about this? I said we should stay out of politics unless it directly relates our business. Next question: Why didn't he just say that? He just folded like a cheap suit. I mean, I can't believe well, this, right. I, right. I can't believe this guy rose to the position of being a CEO if he doesn't have any tougher skin than this. He just did. He started groveling.
5: Well, in my, in my experience, the people who rise to the position of CEOs actually don't have tougher skins. They, they learn to avoid criticism. They're generally, and I, okay. I don't want to say everyone, but tends to be malleable men who kind of, you know, rise. And people of strong convictions kind of often don't make it. Um, so compromise is kind of the way to the pop way to the top. So, yeah, he folded. I mean, he was gutless about it. Um, and you know, he shouldn't have, but I, I just want to put a word in here. You know, we, we could have helped. I, I don't think he's brave and I don't think he has principles and I don't think he's conviction has convictions. The question is when you have that and you have a lot of CEOs that are just blown around, why don't we be part of that process? Why don't if, – if they just – if they're going to fold to whatever is the biggest pressure group, then why do we completely cede the ground to that pressure? Because group we, don't have, we, we don't
1: have – we don't – because – in fact, I'm not getting into an argument with you about this, but I, when you say we, you're talking about conservatives, you're talking about Christians, right?
5: Yes. Okay. Because, no, and even broader. How about liberals who don't want corporations involved? There's a lot of liberals who don't want corporations. They're they're they've invested for money, you know. They just want to get a good return. A lot of liberals don't want corporations. Yeah, I in agree. this stuff too. I agree. No. But I, I think
1: the these these uh, progressive activists, uh, as you said earlier, you talked about, they've got in charge of HR. They've got in charge of marketing. They have a they have a presence, a large presence on the, uh, the boards. The the boards are pressured. The people are pressured. Hey, if you don't do this, we're gonna report you to HR to a human rights campaign, and or we're gonna out you. We're gonna dox you. I mean, they're they're basically domestic terrorists in a way. And where are we? And, well, we, well don't when, when like we don't act like that. We don't act like that.
5: So we wouldn't. So we don't dox them. I don't. I don't think we ought to dox anyone or be domestic terrorists. But we could show up. We could vote. Um, oh, I agree with own, you on that. We uh, can have our own index, and says, "Well, forget HRC. We're no. going to give you a failing grade." You know, on religious liberty. Um, I can tell you that I've had dozens and dozens of conversations with the investor relations departments of these companies. Over and over again, they have never heard any of the stuff that that I'm saying. It's completely new. I mean, it's, it, look, we have a game, we lose. I like you talk about America. We're going to fight. Maybe we win, maybe we lose, but we, we show up. We've forfeited these games. We didn't show up. Let's show up and then see whether we win or lose.
2: Uh, our guest, the, uh, to, the man whose voice you're hearing is Jerry uh, uh, Bowyer, who's president of Bowyer Research and editor of Town Hall,
1: Town Hall Finance. finance. Well, we're, I called him Bauer, you called oh, him Boyer. Uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry, I'm what's s- your last name? Can we vote on that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's Boyer. 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 I Boyer. thought I was right. Our okay. apologies. Uh, That's all right. So, uh, folks, we're t- uh, talking with Jerry about an article that appeared in World Magazine, and that is posted on our Facebook page. It's time for a different mouse to roar. We're talking about uh, Disney. Jerry, let me ask you this, and, and this kind of goes to the point we're discussing, what I found fascinating about your article was it answered a question that I've always had about why companies would risk money on issues completely unrelated to their task, their purpose, which is to make, which is to sell widgets, okay, whatever that may be. And you talk about this is what you say. Typically that is done by recasting ideological positions as risk management. And the focus is usually on what is called reputational risk. The reason why Disney decided to listen to this very small percentage of vocal individuals on the Florida bill rather than on just providing entertainment is they reasoned that if we don't listen to the LGBTQ crowd, we will risk our reputation. That's why we're getting into these waters. What you're saying is... Is that they need to hear there is an even bigger risk by alienating conservatives, Christians, and even liberals who don't want uh, a company like Disney getting involved in this kind of thing. Would you kind of flesh yeah. that out a little bit about how we need to make sure and, and how do we do this? How do we make sure they understand there is a price to pay if they get involved and promote LGBTQ uh, ideas?
5: Yeah. And you've you've accurately summarized my view. They they systemically overestimate the risk of backlash from the left and they systemically underestimate the risk of backlash from the right and the middle. They're just they're just not worried about middle America. Um, They're just not worried about conservatives um, or even moderates, really. They're worried about one particular group. Why? Because that one particular group shows up and gives them the impression, gives them the impression that they're the only group that cares I mean, it's almost like this, you know, this group cares and everybody else doesn't care. And what I've tried to explain to corporate managers is, no, here's how it works with middle America. With middle, middle America, we don't care, we don't care, we don't care, we don't care, we don't care. And then all of a sudden, we care a lot and have a long memory and a long list of grudges. Um, and that—you that, know, that's where we are right now. So the fact that we were silent because we were raising kids and grandkids and building businesses and going to church and doing all the stuff that fills our days, we don't get the meaning of our life through ideological activism, that gave the impression that, you know, we just don't have any view on these issues. And now they've awoken the sleeping giant. And I think that Disney already sort of realized that a little bit, which is why typically Disney would have been all over this law before the meeting. They just would have jumped all over it. In fact, the previous CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, tweeted out, undermining the current CEO, about how bad this law was. And yet they still stayed silent. I mean, given the history of Disney, you know, that's kind of remarkable. And I think it's because, and Chapik even mentioned it, people are tired of corporate CEOs weighing in on this. And I've seen the polling conservatives, liberals, um, and moderates all are tired of corporations doing this. So they're just beginning to wake up to the fact that there is backlash. Now, the problem is they hear the backlash from a distance. You know, someone's on Tucker talking about it or whatever, it's far away. They don't hear the backlash in the board meeting and in the annual meeting because we don't show up. We show, let me tell you, if 10 Christians had attended that annual meeting with me and all asked questions, I think there would have been a de- a different outcome. Ten, really. I mean, I guess it's like um, you know, like a lot in, in Sodom. Uh 10 would be a groundswell. Instead, it's one or two that show up. We need to change that. Uh
1: and how people can get in touch with you, Jerry?
5: I'm easy on social media. I'm there on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. Boyer is B O W Y E R, like Bo. You kind of like you pronounced it, um, is how it's spelled. Um, I'm easy to find. And for instance, uh, what I'm doing a lot of now is financial advisors are coming and saying, Hey, my clients are starting to talk to me about this. Um, what can I do? So I'll help a financial advisor help their clients, you know, start to get engaged on this stuff and also help individual investors, but it's just a little bit easier. And by the way, if you have a financial advisor and you talk to them about this and they don't know, you know, these these companies are voting on your behalf. These funds, they're voting on your behalf. You don't know. If you don't vote your proxies, they automatically vote with management. So people think, oh, I'm not voting. You're voting. Hey, not voting. I mean, imagine in our electoral system, if, if you didn't go to the poll on election day, it's an automatic, automatic reelect vote. That's the, how the proxy system works. So if you think you're not voting, you are. You're just voting lockstep with management. Yeah. So if, talk to your advisor or your broker or even reach out to me directly, however you want to do it. It's not that hard. There's a little bit of paperwork. It's free. Nobody has to pay to do this. You don't have to pay to vote your proxy or attend an annual meeting. Um, but, you know, they haven't made it easy. It's not designed to make it easy, um, but it's, it's not impossible, and I think it's well worth the effort. All right. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate it. My pleasure.
1: All right. Bye-bye. That's Bye. Jerry uh,
2: Boyer. Boyer. I think I still got it wrong. I, I, I apologize right. to Jerry, but yeah. um, I'm, I'm just going to go with kind of like the Chef Boyer D kind of <laughs> uh, uh, pronunciation. I think that's how
1: he said it. All right, Share-a-thon rolls on here, Ed. What, what are we doing here?
2: Absolutely. This is our Spring share The theme is Looking to Jesus, and we are asking our listeners to – you know, I heard uh, uh, Abe Hamilton, Abraham Hamilton III, did our devotions this morning uh, for our staff, and he was talking about – uh, giving ammunition to armies <laughs> and things like that that's kind of what you're doing folks when you give during shareathon is you are sending the resources for us to continue the fight for another 6 months and in order to give to our shareathon today uh, today's the second day tomorrow's the last day of shareathon here's the number to call 877 616 2396 877 616 2396 or you can go online and give safely and securely at afr.net. Now folks, I do want to let you know that we do have a spring serathon 2022 premium. For a one-time gift of $150 or more, you will receive the It's My Turn the collected radio spots of Don Wildman that is a 4 CD set. If you give a monthly gift of $30 or more, you not only receive the four CD set, you also receive the It's My Turn book, where we have transcribed those radio spots. You have it in written form. That's for a monthly gift of $30 or more. And the number, again, to call is 877-616-2396. That's 877 877- six one six two three nine six or you can give at afr.net
1: i do think disney's going to suffer some financially Mm -hmm. um not because anything's necessarily organized it's just that they got a lot of bad pub yes over this across the nation and among christians and conservatives uh uh, I-, I think they could be hurt 1% or 2% of their revenue uh, because of this.
3: You know what? If if I was Disney's CEO, uh, Sh- Shepak, Shepak, I would take a walk through my park, the Disney park. Yeah. I think you would see the vast, vast, vast majority of the crowd are mom and dads with kids. Are those the people that you really want to tick off? Right. Or you're not going to see a lot of men with dresses on. Right. At your park. So think about that. That's your customers. Right. You know, my dad ran a business, and, he ran, and what he offered, it was a menswear business. He offered clothes that he knew his customers wanted. Right. Uh, not what customers may want uh, on uh, Rodeo Drive in California. Right. All right? There's a difference. If you know your customers, you're there to serve your customers if you're the CEO. What this CEO has done, he's serving this tiny, tiny little minority. Well, and it's going to come back and bite them.
1: I think the people that, <clears throat> well, uh, the 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 uh, yes, they do represent a minority, a tiny minority. I'm talking mm. about the LGBTQ community, You're talking about one one to three percent maybe of the that, that yeah, would, I think two point seven percent, something like that, is the, okay. the upper number. But anyway, uh, but the 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 uh, Hollywood. All the Hollywood crowd,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. the uh, liberal media crowd, uh, the many on social media,
2: college and university professors.
1: Yes. I mean, they're, they, they're all one side Mm -hmm. and the one side is anything uh, that uh, they want to call transphobic or hate or, or homophobic. You can be, they will come down on you. Uh, with a vengeance and, and, and with, it, with uh, come down on the CEO of Disney and and, and, and and other people. So I mean they do will they may, their may, numbers may not be huge but they wield great influence and right. power over uh, corporate boards, for example.
0: Faith family freedom. American family Radio.